0: From the Stereo Sound Records Studios, your home for the
1: best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett.
0: another lesson learned.
1: Welcome to the Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes Everett, and I am here with a Louisville, Kentucky-based band. Love the tagline for these guys. If Ouija boards played music, this is the dead speak. How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing great, man. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. Um, you know, let's kick things yeah. off. Let's tell everybody, you know, a little bit about you guys, what y'all do your style of music. I mean, it says it in the tagline, but, you know, give us a little more insight into that.
2: Yeah. So, um, so my name is Jamie. Um, I'm the front lady and do the vocals and guitar. And then I've got Wayne here with me. He does the drums and a lot of our sound engineering stuff. Um, He's kind of the expert when it comes to running some of our own shows that we put on. Um, But our music is basically, we get compared to, um, some genres like goth country or the alternative um, kind of it's got uh, acoustic guitar and it's got a little bit of twang to it, but it's got heavy drums, some punk roots in it. It's a little bit of grit. And um, yeah, I mean, we try to when we give our live performances, we try to do kind of a theatrical twist to it to make it a little bit you know, larger than life.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That is definitely awesome. I like hearing stuff like that. So you guys got on latest release, just dropped. Um, You want to talk about that?
2: You want to talk about our demos?
1: Yeah,
3: so we did the demos here uh, in one of the rooms in this house using all our own equipment. Um, Basically, real just something to have for people to listen to when they go on our page. Uh, We just wanted to have something out there that sounded good to us and really captured the essence of what we want to sound like as a band. Um, Pretty basic, you know, just acoustic guitar, drums, bass, and vocals. Um, And uh, we're real happy with it.
2: Yeah, so, so when we did that, I mean, we were really, it was trial by fire. I mean, I threw a mattress up against some windows and some sleeping bags and we were like, well, let's just see see what happens <laughs> and um since then really our sound has kind of matured a lot i mean we did it with just like direct acoustic guitars and things like that but now when we play live we've got some pedal effects and um you know wayne does within logic he does a lot of different sound effects to our music and stuff like that, like adding strings and things. So, kind of one of our next steps is to actually book, you know, legitimate studio time um, and kind of spend the money to let someone who knows a little bit more what they're doing to record us. That's my dog, by the way. Um, and yeah, make it almost like a orchestral sort of like if you think if like if there was like a symphonic punk band. Like, that's kind of like what we're going for.
3: We're a two-person band that wants to sound like there's five or six people.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Very cool. I'm looking forward to more from you guys because, you know, the demos that you do have out are great. Honestly, I love the style. Thank you. And that brings me to the question about your influences. Where did you guys, I mean, was there a lot of mixed influences in your background before forming the Dead Speak?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Wayne and I probably listen to different kinds of music.
3: I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not picky. If I had to pick like a decade, probably maybe the 80s. Um, But nothing really comes to mind when it comes to like personal favorites. Um, It's just kind of whatever I'm in the mood for.
2: Yeah, I think... um, so it's funny because like when we're kind of working on a song together and stuff like that, um, sometimes Wayne will reference a band and I'm like, I don't really know what song you're talking about or I'll reference a band like, oh yeah, like kind of like this this song and he's like, I don't know that song. <laughs> so it's interesting because you get two people who really grew up listening to very different influences and we're kind of trying to Meet in the middle while still like having our own personal styles. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like that's kind of how we get a lot of our sound. And then lyrically. um, So, I mean, my songs are either about personal experiences or they're coming from horror literature or horror films, things like that. Um, We're both like huge movie buffs. So that's kind of like where we come together with a lot of our music.
3: I think on top of uh, our genre, we try to incorporate a lot of things thematically as well, Um, as far as like horror goes, um, and sort of try to incorporate a lot of that into our sound and try and think about that whenever we want something to sound like, you know, just something, we sort of think about we sort of think about it in a different way. We sort of approach it as to like what would this sound like if we tried using something
4: that's, not, um, I guess,
2: like not traditional. Yeah, yeah. Like we we were talking about. So we've got one song that's. Um, it's kind of about, like, being on a sinking ship and, and things like that. And, like, we're talking about, like, ooh, like, maybe we should put, like, oboes in it because random instruments, sure, but, like, it definitely has that, like, foghorn kind of sound. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it, I mean, to try to capture, like, a visual experience with the music because our performances are, are so, like, I guess, visually simulating. For a
3: lot of people, when you think about horror music, like in movies and video games and stuff, what do you typically think about? I mean, it's the cellos come to mind, mm-hmm. all of or- or- orchestral stuff that's kind of low and you know, um, like ominous, like haunting almost, or or yeah. uh, eerie, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of flutes, lots of wind instruments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: More or less right, MLR. Sensory Enigma, Doppelganger.
1: That's really cool. Um, speaking of your, you know, you guys are horror movie buffs. Um, so what's your favorite franchise?
2: Oh, God. I've got, I've got my top three in my back pocket. But I don't know. Do you, do you know, when? Do you need?
3: Not so much franchise. Um, there's this one movie uh, called Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. Like, um, about a Vietnam veteran who suffers from PTSD after coming home from the war, but everything that he's dealing with manifests itself and like you kind of see what he sees and experiences the things that he sees, but like in a physical kind of form. Yeah. Um that's probably up there for me. Uh the shining. Ooh, is really that's a good,
2: good one. Yeah, for sure.
3: So anything from, like, that era I really enjoy?
2: For me, I would say my top, okay, top three horror movies. Um, I have to say, and this is in no particular order, (laughs) I have to say um, Nightmare on Elm Street for sure, because Wes Craven is just a mastermind storyteller. Um, And I, I think that's probably, like, conceptually, that I, like, I don't know. I'll argue with anyone that Freddy Krueger is like the best horror villain. Um, so I would say, so I super love um, House on Haunted Hill, the, the Vincent Price one, the 1959.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just very classy. It's There's something sexy about it. And then um, so I grew up on a farm in Florida. And so a lot of like southern hillbilly horror films um i've always super liked because i've been like oh yeah i've seen that guy at the gas station before. <laughs> um so devil's rejects is definitely up there i mean rob zombie is just i mean he's he's been really successful at bringing the gore back oh, yeah. so devil's rejects is just it's demented and southern and gritty and i love it and i love it like the old school special
3: effects on that film, too. A lot of Stephen King stuff, too. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. It was really good.
1: Yeah. Did y'all see the new Pet Cemetery?
2: I did not. With
1: Jason Clark, I think. Jason Clark. Yeah. yeah. The one that came out either last year or year before?
4: Yes. I did see that.
1: Yeah. Do you think it held up to the original? Um, it was fine.
2: <laughs> that's a very political answer okay.
1: that's, that's a safe answer it was fine <laughs> they that's didn't great. ruin it but they didn't make it any better let's move on to your uh, favorite venues what are what are some of you guys' favorite venues to play we'll start locally but if you guys have branched out further you know love to hear about those
2: i i have i know my favorite what's your favorite let's see if we agree
1: I would say Magbar.
2: Yes. Okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> they've, they've always, okay, so not only, it's, it's 100% venue. Um, and not only do they make us sound really good, but their sound en- engineers are always just super nice people. Like they come up to the bands and, you know, what do you guys want, blah, blah, blah. Like they, they really take care of you um and they're very fair to the bands as far as like setting expectations and
3: very accommodating
2: yeah super accommodating um i feel like we've been to a lot of we really haven't had any bad experiences with venues but they are the most professional in that they're like okay sound check is this time lineup is this time um you know this is the sound guy he's let him know what you want here's your drink tickets, you know, like they're, they're just like very professional and we've always appreciated that.
1: That's good. You know, that's a good thing for a venue to really promote stuff like that. Yeah. Cause there's so, there are a few, well, at least here in Atlanta, there's a couple that I'm not going to call out, but they're, um, a little lacking on those parts. it's like load in sometime between, you know, five and six
2: yeah oh yeah we've we played at some bars where like um it's almost like they've never had a band there before um, right. and it, they're not like they're not like a-holes or anything i don't know if i can curse on it there's they're not like jerks or anything like that but they just have no clue and you ask them you know what kind of backline do you guys have and they're like nothing so i think one of our first shows Wayne and I got paid $50 and we rented $45 worth of equipment to support the backline for the show. (laughs) So We came home with about two bucks each and, you know, it's, it was fine. It was a fun night, but at that point we had to like reconvene and be like, okay, we probably need to be a little more selective with where we're playing.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Limbo is really good too.
2: Yeah. So there's, um, there's a tiki bar here called the limbo and they're very um they're very like queer friendly um very like very diverse and very open crowd and so they put us kind of like on a monthly residency of hosting a horror themed burlesque night So basically what we're doing is we kind of take over the limbo. We turn all the lights red (laughs) or like cut them out completely. And the dancers get all goth up and they dance to our music. Um, So that's been like, that's, that's just been a blast because. um, I feel like we've gotten lucky playing really weird shows. So like we've done a couple burlesque shows. We played at a haunted scare house um we might be playing in October for a for a
3: like a festival yeah well the, the
2: one at the haunted house it's at a haunted house somewhere in Kentucky they're doing like a play of house on haunted hill so they wanted a a live you know horror band for that and Wayne and I are pretty good about just like if it sounds weird we'll do it just for the experience
1: that sounds pretty awesome do you know a date on that
2: um that one is still up in the air Um, Gotcha. yeah and i don't want to shout out the theater company yet because i think they're still trying to talk it over amongst themselves but
1: yeah that makes sense
3: there's still a lot of venues too in kentucky that we haven't played even in louisville a lot of the sort of bigger venues that a lot of bands play at. You know, we've been to a couple of them and uh, would love the opportunity to play at them at some point Um, because we've played outside of Kentucky a lot too. Um, And uh, we love playing in Louisville and getting to know all the other local bands and sort of forming relationships
1: with them. Mm -hmm yeah yeah that makes sense that definitely makes sense um on that same topic are there anybody are there any bands that you guys would love to collaborate with
2: Ooh. are we so um the sky is the limit i'm guessing with that question
1: oh yes oh yes anybody you want to <laughs> um,
2: i would love to collaborate with coffin cats um mm-hmm. because they were such a big influence for me Growing up and like when I first started writing my own music, um, they actually—I don't know if they—I don't, I don't know if I consider them my first show, but like the first time I saw them, I was 17 and like batted my eyes at security to like get into this bar to see them, um, and it was just amazing. I mean, they—they they have the energy that I want us to bring at every show we play Um, and just like the horror theme and and stuff like that they're awesome performers Hmm. what about you Wayne?
3: there's a band that's been really influential as far um, for sort of what I like to bring into this band and sort of what I kind of have like an image in my head of what we want this band to sound like um, and they're called the mad caddies.
0: The dead speak, trigger warning.
2: This morning You took the barrel and bit it We were just kids We were just kids It happened without any warning You could have came out to the house We could have tried to talk it out It didn't have to end like this
1: is that what you said yes i'll have to check them out (laughs) um now prior to the interview you mentioned working with some locals you know a lot of local businesses that gave you guys a shot are there any of them you want to give a shout out to
2: yeah absolutely so um something a fun fact about louisville that a lot of people don't know that you know if you're from here even people from here really sometimes don't know, but it's a very like creepy town. Um, it's got like a lot of history to it and it's got a lot of weirdos that live here. So <laughs> like we've got, um, so there's this um, artist who like custom makes our bolo ties and our bolo ties have like um, possum and raccoon bones and they're beautifully made. Um, her name's Tiffany, but finding feral uh, Finding Ferals, Kentucky is kind of her, um, vendor name. And she just makes like really cool, um, like bone jewelry and things like that. There's also, um, Fright Bites. They make like horror themed baked goods and burgers and stuff like that. They had a, oh fuck what movie was it? Sleepaway Camp. They made a Sleepaway Camp horn dog. <laughs> oh. um, Yeah. So you can imagine. uh, And they're awesome people. They've gotten us a lot of shows. Um, Louisville Gore Club. um, They got us a show. where We opened for Joe Bob Briggs. That was really cool. Um, And the Gore Club is basically just like a horror movie club that meets every week. And I mean, we've gotten to meet so many cool people and it's kind of like each time we meet someone, they're introducing us to, even more people we've got um caulfields halloween shop they're like the the oldest one of the oldest 24 7 no i don't know if it's 24 7 it's 365 days a year halloween shops in the u.s and if you google world's largest bat i just found this out if you google world's largest bat you'll find two in louisville one is a baseball bat and the other one is like a wooden like animal bat and that's the, at the storefront front of Ballfields, which is pretty cool. Talking
1: about Louisville?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the other bat. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, you know, I've, I've always been interested in the history between uh with Louisville itself, because I know there's a lot of history there. You know, a lot of haunted things.
2: Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. tons. Like Waverly Hills, yeah, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. That's like mm-hmm. that's like two miles from like where we're recording right now. Um,
3: that's our white whale for venues.
2: Oh yeah, to play a show at Waverly, <laughs> which like you're not a venue by any means, but we're we're gonna take it over one day. <laughs> um, yeah, like the whole town is like built over underground tunnels from like the Prohibition and things like that. It's just such a cool city. And it's got so many little pockets that you would never expect. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an awesome place for us to come up with ideas for music and things like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that'd be really cool, like a um, like a music video shoot inside the asylum.
2: Oh
3: yeah, one hundred
1: percent. You know, just walk down through, just get all the video you can.
3: They do tours that you can. I don't know if you can film or not,
2: but... Yeah, I think Ghost Hunters did an episode there. Yeah. No.
3: Yeah. you probably have to set it up in advance or something. Like a permit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and good luck getting in there in October.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true.
1: <laughs> so, let's talk about your goals for the next 12 months. What are your top three?
2: Um. So, our, our number one goal right now within the next six months um, is going to be to to re-record the demo tracks mm-hmm. some tracks too just with some legit legit studio time um, we're looking at La La Land which is in Louisville um, they did Murder by Death they did a couple of their albums and it's just like a super cozy classy place so, so we're really looking forward to recording there
3: Really nice equipment.
2: Yeah, super nice equipment. Um, And I think just like once we get that done, we want to just branch outside Louisville a little bit more and try to crack more into the more obscure type um, places to play music. Like I'd love to, I'd love us to be, like an, introdu- like an introductory band for like a play, like a horror play or something like that. Um, or like, we, you know, we're trying to play at more haunted scare houses and things like that, as opposed to just like venues. I mean, venues are awesome, but like just thinking a little more outside the box. And sometimes it's a little tough to get these um, other business partners to be accepting of that because it's, it's just a weird idea for a lot of people, and I get that you want to stay within your comfort zone, or what you do, but I think if we could crack into that, I mean, I don't know. It would just be so, like, I've been at a haunted scare house before, and it's not uncommon to be waiting for, like, an hour. Um, And they'll do, like, they'll have a projector up and show some spooky clips or something like that, but I think that's, like, the perfect opportunity to have a band play for um, doing more, like, burlesque shows and stuff like that. Just, I don't know, getting a little weird with it.
3: Other than that, like I said before, a lot of the sort of bigger venues in Louisville we'd like to play at. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've played at a lot of the smaller venues multiple times. Um, and uh, it'd be really cool to sort of have kind of a more following in Louisville and be one of the, like the more um, popular like local bands just like in the town. Um, and then maybe potentially tour at some point yeah. is another one of our goals, um, not anything huge. Maybe just like uh, like surrounding states, um, Indiana, Tennessee, Ohio, something like that. Just kind of more low key, but definitely kind of branch out outside of Kentucky a little and um, play around. Because we've played with bands from other states too. Um,
2: yeah, I think if I think once we get like the the tracks kind of re-recorded and using that to do just like a regional tour um so growing up in florida i i was very used to like if you wanted to leave florida that's like an eight hour drive um but this like this spot in kentucky is so weird i can get to in less than six hours i can get to chicago cincinnati knoxville nashville um where else columbus Maybe Detroit or Wisconsin. I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's just so weird. Like how many big cities you can get to from here, just on like in like a day. Um. So maybe like a regional tour is next in the books. Um, we gotta see.
3: Music videos too.
2: Yeah, music videos at some point.
3: After we we record some of those demos and get some more, uh, tracks done hopefully sometime you know early next year we'd like to talk to somebody about maybe
4: mm-hmm.
3: um working with us on producing a music video
1: that'd be pretty awesome
3: we've got a couple ideas in mind
1: very cool man well if there's anything us at the moss pit can help you out with just let us know thanks um, Let's tell everybody where they can find you guys on all the social platforms.
2: Yeah, so um, you can listen to our three three tracks from our demo album, which is called Demons. Um, you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, everything. Um, we've got a Bandcamp page where you can download them for free. So that's band slash bandcamp.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, Facebook, at the deadspeak.band and then if you just google us you find us on youtube uh, we've got a tiktok we don't know how to use <laughs> and i think that's about it i mean we're kind of we're kind of like all over the place in some form um but really like I think Instagram and Facebook are
1: kind of our main platforms. Very cool. Well, everybody give them a uh, wonderful follow and like and enjoy this interview. Guys, I appreciate y'all sitting in on this.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us, Wes. Thank you. River
0: Ghost, Blue
2: Bird.
4: dust away
0: from your eyes and the grid out of your teeth let's talk the sun and to rising another day